guys, welcome to the CP Junkie podcast, where we bring you interviews with dentists sharing their CPD stories and journeys from around Australia. What better way to learn than to follow those who've already done it before? CPD Junkie is Australia's most comprehensive CPD, so head over to cpdjunkie.com.au and become a member for free to access the full features of the site. Greetings, CPD Junkie podcast fam. I'm your host, Lawrence Doan, and today we are joined by Dr. Renak Patel, um, aka Ron. Hey, how you going? He graduated from London's prestigious Guys, Kings, and St. Thomas' Dental School in 2003 before working extensively in private dental practices throughout the UK. Drawing on his impressive experiences as a dentist, he decided to establish his own practice with his wife, Priya, who is also a dentist. They then immigrated to Melbourne in 2011, where he joined the East Melbourne Dental Group. He would like to credit all his success to his wife. Dr. Renak Patel, welcome to the show. Hey, how you going? You all right? So, tell us about your CPD or dental journey so far. Uh, it's, um, look, it's, it's pretty extensive, considering I've, I've been doing it for a while. Um, I, I suppose it all started, luckily, in the UK, we have vocational training. So, you know, every, every Friday we'd get together with a little group that we have and there's always be some ongoing teaching and, and getting us used to dental practice. And I think uh, I was lucky at the time that um, my brother-in-law was a dentist and we kind of did a couple of courses together. One of the main ones I started off was with the Hornbrook group from America and that was on occlusion. So that kind of kind of got me got me going in there, really. Um, and then the rest of it uh, slowly just took off just as we went along bit by bit. Um, and yeah, that, that's it really. Right. So you were kind of in, your, your family already had some affiliates with the dental field and that was kind of what drew your attention to it or? Uh, no, look, I mean, I just, my dentistry was one thing that um, I just got introduced to. It was just an option to, to do. Uh, it sounded good. Uh, I got accepted and then away I went really that that was that was pretty much it um, and then just along the way I've just been lucky to meet some fantastic people uh, in dentistry who uh, who have just kind of mentored me along um, throughout yeah throughout throughout my nearly close to 20 years really uh, and and that's kind of helped um, help shape my shape my path I suppose and my philosophies and things so yeah yeah, well then, I mean, when you first graduated, right, you're coming out and you're kind of doing all these courses. Did you dive straight into like endo and or cosmetic dentistry earlier on? Uh, I definitely dove, dove straight into endo. That, uh, that was um, when my first, my first practice that I worked for after graduating, which was the vocational training practice. My, my uh, trainer was heavily into root canal treatment at the time and he, he'd get me to just root treat anything uh, just to really get my hands in there and make sure that I had the confidence to, to do it. It's a shame he never really got me to extract teeth because you know, <laughs> the extraction side suffered more so. Um, but yeah, so I, I, you know, he, he pushed me to do a, a lot of that stuff. And because of the way the NHS was geared, you know, we, we learned a lot about doing rehabilitation um, in that just purely because there was a limit to how much patients were ever expected to pay. Uh, and we were able to then still carry on uh, the rehab treatment, just the government subsidized it. So we learned a lot of complex restorative uh, work um, and, and also, you know, full mouth rehab cases through, through that NHS and the time there. And having, having a, a, a very good, in, in, in my opinion, my trainer is very good. So having a, a good trainer backing me up and overseeing the work and whatnot really helped me make sure that I realized I was making the correct thought processes and decisions really. Mm. So then, so it was the endodontics uh, mentoring. Then, I mean, you realize that, okay, my, my oral surgery extractions needs to a bit of help. Is that, and th is that what happened? You'd kind of dive into that next. Is that what happened? No, no, no. I've never, I've never really managed to, to, to get out of uh, <laughs> that side of things. <laughs> Priya is heavily into uh, taking teeth out. She really enjoys it. So um, I used to kind of just, uh, funnily enough, I got into a point where 
I would refer just my extractions to her or she happened to be on site uh, when I'm taking teeth out. And I'll be, all oh, right, here, I've just numbered the patient. Do you want to take it out? So she'd come <laughs> in the room quickly, take the tooth out and go, right, you finish up. So she'd just walk out and leave me to like stitch and tidy and everything else. So I was like, yeah, I'm happy to do that. <laughs> That's no problem. <laughs> and now I'm surround- I'm lucky to be surrounded by um, a couple of great dentists who who do a lot of complex oral surgery and um, yeah, Anything that isn't like grade two mobile, <laughs> off it goes to the uh, to the uh, to the associates, and they, and they take care of it for me. So, how did you make your transition from the UK to to Melbourne in Australia? So, basically, um, back in the UK, uh, when uh, I, I met my wife Priya, we got you know, we got married, and at the same sort of time, we decided to set up a private practice, and. Um, and I, I wasn't enjoying the NHS uh, side of things. So I said, right, you know, I've, I've had enough. My skill set doesn't really gel well with the way the NHS system works. So private will suit me more. And so we set up a, a private practice. Um, it's just kind of the uh, Indian thing to do to really have your own business. So we thought we'd, you know, I thought I'd give it a go. Um, Priya at the time had a very good uh, position in an NHS practice and yeah, her income was pretty good. So that helped roll. Uh, the private practice and we started it from squat mm. we i think we had it for two years didn't we two more than just over two yeah just over two years and um and, and it was doing well and it, it was a success but both of us were kind of like look you know we're not satisfied with what we're doing she's seeing 40 50 patients a day and the job satisfaction wasn't great um but yeah i just didn't enjoy running the the practice i just enjoyed the clinical side of things back then and um, just we'd, her, one of her friends had organized a, a trip to Peru on the Inca Trail and we we're sitting on the side of a mountain. And at the same time, both of us just said, you know what, let's, let's, I, I want to change. Let's do something different. And so at that point, we kind of realized, you know, we want to try it, just try leave England and go somewhere else. Um, and just we ended up, uh, we ended up setting, I think it was between Canada or Australia. And it was either, you know, a close a close flight to London, or and, and cold weather, or a long flight in warm weather. So, yeah, um, or warmish weather, given the fact we're in Melbourne. Um, so yeah, and then we just we just thought, let's just give it a go. So we we sold up and uh, and just moved over and gave it gave it a crack. Uh, it, and to start off with, it wasn't great. We you know our jobs fell through, and we weren't sure. But just something said to us, it's it's um it's the right place to be. Uh, and we were very lucky with East Melbourne Dental Group that we, you know, we managed to get a position there, the both of us, um, within within a few months of being in Australia. Uh, and that practice just, it grew, you know, they, they had about a day and a half for us. And I think Priya and I just settled in four days from the outset. Uh, and we just grew the list and it, the practice just kept growing. And um, it was a lovely small family run practice right in the heart of the city. And they just let me get on with, with, you know, what I knew I could do. And that, that allowed me to just get on with the work um, and improve myself and, and go from there, really. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that was kind of it. And then we realized there was no, no looking back. And I think one day Graham said to me, right, you know, you've been here about a year or so. You know, you, you, Priya's expecting the first baby. So, you know, what's your plans? Do you want to go back? Uh, you know, do you want to stay here? Because, you know, I need to know. And I think at that point, that kind of just gave us the final ultimatum of, yeah, you know what, we're going to stay, we like it, and let's just let's just make it happen, really. So, yeah, it was a, it was the best decision, I think, really. It was good. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's let's all admit it. Secretly, the Australian summer beach weather is a lot better than all the cold weather in the UK, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean, look, I miss the snow, and, and Christmas is weird just without snow, <laughs> you know, on the beach in McGill. But I don't think I'll ever get past that. But um, yeah, let's face it, it is it's so much better here. <laughs> so let's let's dive into it. I mean, because how did your implant journey um, start? How did my implant journey start? That, um, that started with, how did that start? That started with the birth of my first child, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I've... I'm, you know, so as, as we all know, I don't like taking teeth out. I'm not, you know, I don't like surgery. Not that I don't like it. I've just never been comfortable with it. I can do it. I'm just, I just, yeah, I just don't feel uncomfortable with it. And um, I think uh, MIS were doing a course in Colombia. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and a, a friend of mine introduced me to the course and said, yeah, it's, it's actually something worth doing. Uh, and I thought, hey, why not? So I went off and I, I did the course in Colombia. And this was, this was oh, what, about nine, nine, ten years ago, something like that, wasn't it, Chris? Yeah, and, um, and it was basically, you just go over, you, you, you're whacking about ten implants, do two sinus lifts, and hey, off you go, right? And so the surgery part of it was fantastic. It was, it was great. You, you know, you really get your hands on going and you feel really quite confident. And then I got back um, uh, and actually Priya was, Priya was expecting. And literally, I think I, I managed to get my first case up and ready and going. Uh, Jacob, who was the main guy at MIS, uh, who was on the Columbia course with us, is that right? I'm going to come and supervise you and come and watch you while you do it. And and so I got my first case ready. Priya gave birth, and while she's in hospital recovering, I, I nipped down to St. Vincent's to see Harry Schlen to uh, to go over the case. And he goes, "Yep, you, you're ready to go." And so that that was it. Really, off I went. But honestly, I was really quite scared to to do it. I just didn't feel like I had the theory part behind me really quite quite well. And the case I'd chosen obviously wasn't fantastic. Um, and so, it, I, it, long story short, it kind of just scared me and i thought right i don't want to do any more mm. uh fast forward to about three four years and my good mate kellyanne Borganti, he um he goes oh look you really should get back into it and uh and he brought me in on a case he was doing to say look let, let me show you let me show you how i do it and so we went through it and i thought and actually you know what it's it's really not that difficult you know i've got the skill i'm already trained i can do simple cases um and then and then I went back to, uh, I spoke to Kane at MIS and, um, and he basically got me going again. Just said, right, you know, well, let's, let's work with you. Let's get you past this, this mind block that you have of, of whatever it is that, you know, for some reason that you seem anxious and, uh, and let's, you know, we'll sit down with you. We'll plan the case out completely. We'll double check it. We'll triple check it and off we go. And, um, and fast forward to a couple of years and and you know here i am and i'm i'm doing simple cases so it's it's great right i, I, still, is... I, I still hassle my friend kalyan for every every case that i do <laughs> why not <laughs> eh? i yeah, mean exactly. i i would just want to ask like you know during that time when you you just you you did your first case and you know you didn't feel quite comfortable with it to um holding off for about three four years um and then doing your next case did you, in that time, you know, go through a process where you're still kind of learning about it, but you might not be implementing, or was it completely at the back of your mind? No, it's completely at the back of my mind. I was too busy. Um, I was too busy with other things. Like um, at, at the same sort of time, uh, I I did a bit of Inman aligner work as well, and so I, I was doing a lot of like um, like uh, alignment alignment and and wear rehab. So that kind of took over a lot more of my a lot more of my time. Mm-hmm. Um, East Melbourne was the first practice I've ever used Serac in, and um, so I really threw myself into that as well. I really wanted to learn how to improve myself with with the Serac machine and get better results. So I, I was really just busy with with Inman, Invisalign, Ortho, and and Serac to really worry too much about the implant side of things. And I just I just found that I wasn't really um, finding cases that needed implants i didn't have patients who were who were missing that many teeth or if they were they were quite happy with the bridge um but, but the main thing was that just yeah yeah most of my patients were dentae and they, they weren't missing teeth it was mainly just um it was mainly just crowding and stuff um so that that was that but when i did uh, get back into it uh, when I was saying with kane and mis the second time around i did the i joined up with the strauman um the Strammen course at Melbourne Uni, mm-hmm. and so that uh, that was great with Stephen Chen and Ivan Darby, and they they kind of handheld me through um, the theory and 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 the placement of of, of implants and things. So that that really gave a lot more confidence in 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 that respect. Just the ITI that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, mine was the um, smaller course. It was only about eight modules. It wasn't the full on two year thing. Mm. Well, tell me about, you know, during that time when you were learning about Inman aligners, I mean, you know, you were, were you a top Inman aligner provider and trainer at some point? Uh, I wouldn't say top, I wouldn't say top, that's for sure. Um, look, the Inman aligner I learned uh, back in the UK, um, along with Invisalign, 
And it was just kind of uh, a little, not a bow to the quiver, I suppose, is, is what the saying goes. Uh, and over here, yeah, there was one point, I think, I think one month, most probably, I, I, I kind of hit, um, I kind of hit the most uh, production of Immunalyzed for, for Australia for a little while. Uh, I think it all just fell in the same month, so that was pretty much it. Um, and, and I think, uh, how I got involved with Inman over here was I'd only done the basic course back in the UK. I wanted to kind of just cement my knowledge a bit more and do some more advanced stuff. So I decided to, um, to, to try the advanced course and, and over here in Australia, uh, Robbie Shemi and, and, um, David O'Malley, they, they were taking, taking the course here. And it kind of just re-cemented for me my philosophy of uh, aligning and, and rehabbing of worn teeth. And it, it just made me realize that, hey, actually, you know what? My thought process regarding occlusion and, and how I want things with my patients is, is actually quite solid and sound. Um, it, it matches David and Robbie's. It matches Tiff Qureshi's, who, who runs the Inman, uh, the Inman program. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, that was, that was pretty much it. And I think coincidentally Robbie asked me to to kind of help out uh, a little bit on some of the courses um and, and at the same time one of um a good friend of mine in the UK turns out he actually owns 50% of Inman Aligner and so um, he you know he got me to help out uh, as well and just the two kind of merged and I ended up just um helping out in, in the training sessions really uh with these guys and then yeah that was that was pretty much it Mm. So would you say that that's where you learn your orthodontics first? No, I did um, back in the UK when I, I did Invisalign quite early on. And back then it was like a, a two day course, you know, one day impressions. First day was impressions, second day was clean check, third day, right off you go, see you later. Yeah. And I was kind of like, ah, this isn't great. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and I tried a few cases. And I was like, oh, I'm a little bit stuck. It's not working as well as I expected to go. So what's going on? Um, so along with my uh, my VT trainer, I, I press ganged him. We, we uh, did a, a fixed ortho course, um, a diploma in fixed ortho, basically. Uh, and, and that kind of taught us the mechanics of, of, of orthodontics uh, and being able to apply that with uh, Invisalign and clear aligners. Because the patients I had, they just they, they were more interested in Invisalign than fixed braces. Um, and, and back then, my, my in private practice, I didn't really see children. I wasn't a big keen fan of pediatric dentistry. So uh, <laughs> I avoided seeing children and taking teeth out uh, <laughs> for a very long time. And so most of my patients were adults and um and so yeah that was that that kind of helped me understand the mechanics of of clear aligners to a certain degree mm-hmm. uh fast forward to now um I, and i've been doing you know i've been doing some form of orthodontics all the way through and then fast forward to now and i'm, I'm like i said i'm surrounded by some very fantastic dentists who uh, one of which is is my business partner, Fadi Goa, uh, and he is a gun with orthodontics and Invisalign. And my other associate, Naman Bark, he is fantastic as well. So, uh, you know, any cases where I think, huh, this is quite interesting, I get to sit down with two guys anytime I want and go, right, let's run through this case. Let's make sure I'm, my thought process is correct. And um, and it's great. So uh, that, that kind of really helps me with... Um, with my with my ortho side of things really and just make sure that we're able to provide like a complete package and, and yeah. just be able to see everything because a lot of you know a lot of graduates come out thinking like do i jump into um aligners first like removable um orthodontics or fixed orthodontics first i mean do you have an opinion on that yeah have yeah my, my um my opinion is communication forget all that other crap that you see um and in hindsight if I could go back, um, the one thing that I would definitely do more of, and, and my brother-in-law used to say this to me, but it just used to rile me up the wrong way, so I'd never pay attention to it. Uh, it and it was communication. He goes, you need to learn to speak to people um, on, on their level, and, and they need to be able to understand what it is you're trying to explain to them. Um, and I, I was very socially inept um, previously, and I, I could not speak to patients uh, I couldn't communicate with them clearly that um, on their level of, of what was required in their mouth. And, and that that what I found was that held me back in terms of um, experience because you couldn't get your treatment plan across the line. 
and 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 I'm talking simple things like you know learning to do quadrant multiple crowns or you know like anterior smile makeovers veneers uh, that that kind of stuff. So yes, it's all well and good coming out and going right. I want to do implants, smile makeovers, veneers, ortho, whatever. The the biggest thing that I I, I took away from my experience is if I'd learned to communicate better with patients and just get my basic treatment across the line, I would have, I, I would be a lot further ahead um, than I am now. And that's even without uh, jumping into courses and things. Mind you, having said that, just, just before, obviously, this podcast, um, I was looking back at um, my, um, my CPD list of when I started doing CPD. And, and to be honest with you, other than the occlusion course I did with my brother in partly because he paid for it, um, was, uh, I, I didn't really start, um, I didn't really start any of the major Invisalign and ortho stuff until um, maybe at least three, four years out, you know, so I solidified my general dentistry um, uh, a lot. And then I went on to the other things. Um, I, again, it's the type of dentist I am, I actually don't, even then, I didn't have the confidence to go, right, I'm just going to jump straight into something brand new and start doing all this stuff. I, I really just want to make sure that my basics were were doing well before I go go anywhere else. Um, and then it's just, the, and what I tell my dentist as well is in terms of CPD and when they ask me, oh, should I do this, should I do that? Do everything. Take your time, do everything. From each course, you'll always learn something. Yeah, it doesn't matter how much you, you take home. Um, because you you know you're either going to repeat the course at some point or you're going to do another course on the same topic which will jog your memory and help you learn something a little bit new that you, you either didn't pick up at the previous course or, or whatnot um and so you know when they say what's the best course oh look there isn't one best one yeah um you either may not gel with the way a certain trainer's teaching you or yeah um or yeah or their philosophy of it even, even though it makes complete sense you just might find that you learn better through someone else so you have to do a course to realize that oh, that actually wasn't for me you know yeah that's yeah i i i um relate with your story because a lot of graduates come asking me like you know they want to learn implants really quickly or they want to learn ortho really quickly i gotta learn all at the same time like but to your point yeah. you just got to slow it down just get your basics right get your communication right and then kind of dive into some of those things exactly because there's no point in learning all these fancy courses and like um i think because my my ortho diploma was about two years and i think the eodo course here and pos course were at least three to four years mm -hmm. um if you can't communicate that and and get get that um treatment plan across the line there's no point you know even having the skill set because you're just not able to practice it. And I think I, I had that issue with implants where um, I wasn't able to communicate it very well back then. Um, so even though I wanted to try and get some implants across the line, I wasn't really able to. And that's, you know, forgetting the fact that I, I didn't really understand half of what I was doing at the time uh, as well. So, um, so yeah. Fair enough. So... Along the way, cosmetic injectables kind of came into the situation. Oh, that can came you, in quite early. That it? came in quite early, I think. What okay. Yeah. Um, so again, this all started in the UK. I, I did a lot of my, I did a lot of my training, in the, um, what is it, my CPD and stuff, and ex started getting my experience in the UK. What happened? Ah, oh, yes, I remember. Um, one day, Priya just got bored of dentistry uh, when she was at the NHS, and she decided to do what was it you're doing? Semi permanent makeup? I think she decided to try semi permanent makeup, like eyebrow tattooing and, and a few other odds and sods. And um, so she thought, oh, you know, I might I might be able to offer this at the practice as just a as something different, uh, just just to keep her interested. Uh, and through that, just we got um, we were talking. Uh, I, th I think what happened? We were talking to one of my patients about it. And it turns out she is a GP with a special interest in injectables. So we thought we'd try and get her in, but it kind of fell flat on its face quite horribly. And um, and through that, we decided, ah, oh, hold on, why don't we try some um, try try some injectables and see whether or not we can make it work. So there was a there was a, uh, a doctor by the name of Brian Franks uh, in the UK, lovely guy, and um, so he we managed. We managed to get onto a course that he held just specifically for Priya and myself. It was amazing. Um, so we had a we had a whole two days, wasn't it? I think uh, with just Brian, um, Priya, myself, and the models. 
Uh, and they supplied the model, so we were under no pressure to supply. Uh, and they just let us go nuts with everything. Uh, they were like, yep, you have as much Botox as you want to use. You have as much filler as you want to use. You have like four or five models between you to, to, to do whatever you want. So we got some really good comprehensive training, whereas these days you can get them. You have to bring your own model and, you know, depending on how much the model wants you to do to them because they don't want to look like a freak on the way out. You know, you, you can only do a little bit here and there, whereas we just we, we, we were let loose and managed to practice a whole lot of things. And, and the after support was great. So um, so that, that that helped out quite well. And um, and the, we managed to choose the, the first couple of patients really well who were like, yeah, I'm definitely up for, for trying something. And um, so that, that worked out quite well. And also back in the UK, um, in cosmetic injectables, you know, it's something we were absolutely fine to do. Whereas up until recently, it's been a very gray area in Australia. Mm. Um, so when we moved over here, I had to obviously keep my hand in it with just working on the nurses, or, or you know, just, you, have, you have to stay within your within your remit and whatnot. Um, um, and and yeah, that was it. And I actually, I managed to keep up my training because uh, originally uh, when I moved over, I thought I'd try the Adfa course. Mm-hmm. um so i did that just to, i had to do that to back then the only people insuring you were experian and they they would only insure you if you did the adfa course so uh, I, I tried that course and um you know, it's good enough course but something from that course changed my life which had absolutely nothing to do with injectables which we'll get back to later and um and then very recently um just before christmas i think it was um i topped up my training again with the uh, fantastic julia um diana uh here in melbourne and um and so that that allowed me just to advance my skills a bit more but it just you know what it's 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 just an extra bit of something and i was lucky enough to learn it a long time ago that it's not really taken any time off me now so i just i just do it for a bit of fun really more so than anything else yeah. Do you want to dive into that 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 little um, experience that you had that would changed? Um... Oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So um, basically, I, I met a dentist by the name of Henry Muller by chance in, um, in on our advert course, uh, and we got talking about Serac, and I was explaining to him, well, you know, um, I, I don't really know much about it, and I'm kind of learning as I go along, and I've had these horrible experiences with my my restorations not fitting very well or whatever and whatnot. And he introduced me to DPR and Serac files on Facebook, which I never knew existed. And I joined at the right time um, when when you could really learn a lot of things. People were posting a lot of cases. Uh, Sahil used to post, uh, Sahil Sony used to post a lot of cases and his rubber dam things. Um, so I, yeah, I joined at that time and you really got to learn things very well off, off Facebook, uh, and that changed my life. <clears throat> and especially when uh, when you saw people posting, uh, especially on Serac files and things like that, uh, I realised, ah, okay, so this is uh, this is the quality of work you kind of you need to be producing uh, for Serac to be working very well for you and whatnot. And, um, and yeah, you, you just you, you want to emulate what you see there, and so it pushes mm-hmm. you just to step up that bit more. And and I still maintain, you know, if it wasn't for Henry, I, I wouldn't have ever found out about Serac files or DPR because I just wasn't into Facebook um, or, or online yeah. at that particular time. Um, and again, it's it's through all of that that I made the connections um, through other through other dentists that I know that have helped me along the way. Right, and is that how your adhesive dentistry journey kind of kind of came into it, all of it? No, adhesive dentistry again was um, something that I just kind of, I don't, I don't know where it came into. I was thinking about this because um, you, you touched on it previously. Um, I was thinking about it uh, as to how I kind of fell into it. And <clears throat> I think it's always just been a philosophy of mine of really just to try and, and get the job done as minimally as possible. Um, obviously you want it to look nice and whatnot and last as long as possible. Um, but I want to do it as minimally as possible. Sometimes I push the boundaries and I'm, I'm a bit too minimalistic <laughs> and you're kind of like, yeah, should have cut the teeth there. Um, but, uh, I, 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 I think I've always been like that. Um, where it's like we've, the patients I've been surrounded by are those that are really just crowded. They've got somewhere and I can't really justify once I straighten them up or bleach and go, right, um, just do 10 veneers. 
because I'm like, you really just don't need it. You can just need a bit of bleaching and then I can top it up with some composite. And, and I started realizing actually I'm, I'm not too bad at, uh, at building these teeth up with composite. They look quite nice. Um, <clears throat> and and we, we did a lot of dull um, in the UK. And so, yeah, I was like, hey, this worked quite well for me. And, um, and I think when I met Tiff and the Inman Aligner guys, it kind of just re-cemented that, yeah, look, you know what? My thought process is exactly the same as theirs. Um, and, and if these guys are doing it successfully, then, hey, I'm quite happy to be doing this as well. And it, it's grown from that, that I look at it going, well, do I really want to do veneers and all that kind of stuff? Hey, yes, I'd love to be able to, um, uh, to, to do work like you see, you see on, on, on these guys like Lincoln and Tony and Sahil and all those guys, right? Yeah. Um, and all the greats that you see online. Um, I, I'm nowhere near their level. I'm not bad. But I, I just I look at it and go right. If I can get away with it simply, then hey, fantastic. That that's um, that that's easier. And I think that's where the adhesive dentistry came in. Um, and I think Serac has helped that to a certain degree as well to be minimalistic. Uh, I do know that I I um, I hassle some of the the Serac guys like Lawrence Lau and whatnot. Um, where I'm like, hey, I want to do this minimalistic. How do I just do like a a minimal prep? like tetric cad veneer out of milled composite and he's looking at me going yeah you need to cut the tooth i'm like you sure <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah you know I, and, and you learn from your mistakes where you're like yeah that doesn't look so great i need to uh, I, I do need to cut a bit more back and, and redo that one and things like that so yeah at least when you're minimalistic you can try it out first and go yeah that looks good or no actually i think i need to uh i think i do need to pick up the drill and cut a bit here are you saying you look to Lawrence for some some words of wisdom and you're like, no, nah, I'm going to still go ahead and try it. And then you're like, okay, maybe he was onto something. <laughs> yeah, Lawrence gives me some great advice. He's got a standard line, which is just be a better dentist. And I don't know if he's actually giving me good advice or he's just telling me I'm crap. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he does. Um, it's, uh, yeah, you know, there's, there's a lot of guys that I, I do kind of run my cases through and and it's nice to get the opinions and whatnot. But I think after about 18, 20 odd years in the game now, I kind of realized that um, my thought process, I've got the confidence in my thought process now and um, and how I do things that it all, that yeah, it, I'm confident teaching it to, to, my, to my associates and saying, hey, look, this works. Mm. You touched on that really briefly, but you mentioned the dial effect. There's a lot of graduates hear about it too, right? And you mentioned that you started learning about that early on. Is Talk to me about that learning process. Did you learn it back all the way at uni or did you just start coming out and learning about it because oh, it's in the UK? We learned it back in university. Um, again, back then, I think back then it was like it is here a bit now, unless I'm completely mistaken, which is like it was concept. It wasn't something that we used to do a lot. Um, and, and one of the things that intrigued me as an undergraduate that I was never really, we never really spent time on, um, on it was a Lucia jig. And, and I, I was always interested in deprogramming and, and a Lucia jig, a leaf gauge. But my, my interest was just like, why the hell do we have them? How do you use them? What the hell are they for? And I would find constant cases where I was like, huh it makes sense to deprogram this patient. And the moment someone says deprogram, I'm like, ah, who's your jig? Leaf gauge. I'm like, what's going on here? All right, why, why is this constantly coming up? Um, and, and so, uh, you know, I'd, I'd look at the case going, right, you know, we've got these worn down front teeth. We need to open them up. And well, I don't really want to sit here doing all these crowns on the back and cock it up because once you cut a tooth, we're stuck. Um, so, so yeah, that's where that's where you know th there was this concept at that point saying right if you if you let the teeth you know if you if you take away the stop they're, they're going to overwrite and, and we were telling patients is constantly going yeah well if you take out this wisdom tooth and the opposing one doesn't have a stop the opposing one's going to grow down well that's dull really at the end of the day and then we were also um, doing cases where you've got people who are worn down you're like right I need to intrude you how am I going to do that well you know we'd use some sort of dial appliance where we put a plate in your mouth and you sit on it until everything pushes up and levels off. And 
and you know doing all of that kind of stuff just made you realize well hold on it's actually a very simple way of doing this which is just build up the worn down bits of teeth and then let the rest of the mouth just settle in and you know all of a sudden you come full circle and you realize well actually that's what they were teaching us back at university concept wise with dal um and uh, and that's what the inman guys kind of picked up and 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 went forward with uh and and tiff kareshi was was kind of reinforcing that philosophy and and I yeah I spoke to Tiff and and he goes you know yeah it's it's completely valid it works the research is there and yeah I you know I started doing that on my cases and you know I, I've been around long enough at the same place luckily that you you one you start seeing your mistakes um, and you get to learn from them but two you you start seeing the successes and um, and that was that was one of the main successes for me that I, I'd see these patients. Dahl and, and and the posterior contact closing like, ah, this is working. Great. Fantastic. Um, and yeah, and, and, and that was it really. Right. So, you know, a lot of graduates also reach at a point in the four or five year mark that starts to contemplate practice ownership, being a specialist or being a super GP. Can you share your thoughts on that? Yeah, definitely. Um, hey, you know, we're, we're all undergrads and we're like, yeah, I want to be a specialist in this, I want to be a specialist in that. Yeah. Uh, and then I came to my senses realizing, well, hold on, you really have to love this one particular aspect of life and want to go back to university for for X amount of years to to want to do this. And um, and I was like, yeah, no, I, I kind of just want to be a jack of all trades. I don't really want to just, just do one thing because I really wanted to be an endodontist. That's how much I hated taking teeth out. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, no, I, I really like the concept of you're either right or you're wrong in endo because when you look at the x-ray, it's like, yes, it's there or no, it's it's not. Whereas all this arty farty, just feel the tooth and you, you'll feel it loosen up. No, no, I don't understand that. Um, and so I think uh, the, the practice ownership bit and, and whatnot, look, it all depends on, on what people really want at the end of the day. Um, I think... Uh, one of the main things for me is that that's got me to where I am and, and where I am is I am a general dentist uh, and I, um, I'm, I own my own practice and I have a, a partnership in two others with, with, um, with a wonderful business partner called Fadi Goa. But uh, what's got me there is Priya. Uh, she is the brains behind everything. She is the reason I'm, shall we say, successful enough for you to want to talk to me. <laughs> in that respect uh it, it's uh so Priya's a dentist she kind of didn't really enjoy dentistry she's great at it just well, she just doesn't enjoy it she enjoys business and investing and, and using her brain in other ways and so um so she got us into the the business side of things uh and when we moved over here I was I was adamant I didn't want to do practice I was like man I just want to do teeth and and that's pretty much it I, I don't want the hassle of it because you uh, tried squatting right at that, that point we'd already done the squat yeah. uh and then then when uh, i was at east melbourne uh just an opportunity came up uh and unfortunately the the practice didn't I, I didn't get a chance to buy it um and um we were kind of like well you know that was the plan what do we do now so um priya was working part-time in a practice um locally and she turned turned around and we said to the guy well you know you're not a dentist you, you just inherited it do you really want it can you be bothered we'll take it off your hands and he was happy to so we Priya took the practice and she ran it um as a business she worked in it a little bit uh until you know she fell pregnant with our second child and she ran the practice with associates after that um then when she was expecting the third child, you know, it's, it's taking an hour to travel to the city and whatnot uh, and back. And we don't have any family here. Um, all our families back in the UK. So it wasn't feasible. Uh, and I tried looking for a job close to home and it just ended up being right. Well, here's a practice for sale. I might as well just buy that instead of having, um, instead of having a, a job. And so we just, no matter how hard I tried, I could not get out of practice ownership. I just ended up with the practice every single time. And so so then we kind of realized we actually enjoy, we actually enjoy this. We're pretty good at um, uh, practice ownership and, and running a business and, and getting it started from wherever it is and growing it. And especially especially Priya, that's her, that's her forte, you know. Um, I enjoy 
I enjoy the sound of my own voice and teaching um, te- teaching my philosophy to, to the dentists and the therapists uh, and, and how I want things. Um, whereas Priya enjoys the business aspect of things. So it was quite a good quite a good matchup really for us to, to do things together. Um, and so that was that was a kind of our reasoning to go into business. Uh, and then when we, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm really fortunate to be surrounded by the dentist that I am surrounded by. Uh, and an opportunity came up and, and, you know, we decided to go into partnership with Fatty uh, and, and get us our next practice and, and the one after as well. Uh, so <laughs> we just found, uh, along with him, we just enjoy the business side of things a lot more. Uh, and both of them, Fatty and Priya, have, have uh, and Priya more so, because obviously she's been doing this for, you know, we've been married for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> 13 years possibly <laughs> but um yeah yeah we married a long time and, and so Priya's, Priya's set up my life in such a way that the practice is centered around me I, I am a glorified associate the, the staff take care of me um and I am lucky to have a great team as well uh and so it's it's great that basically I just I just sit there do my work and, and the businesses run for me um and so that allows me to kind of take on a bit more of a mentor role with some of the younger dentists. And, and I enjoy that. I, I definitely enjoy that. Uh, Priya, like I said, enjoys the business side of things. And, and along with Fadi, so Priya and Fadi both, you know, they, they run all three practices and, and let me kind of just deal with the dentist side of things. Really. And, and I found that I enjoy that. And I'm kind of glad that I went that way as opposed to the specialist side of things. But hey, you know, who knows? Yeah, if, I, if I'd been a specialist, things might have been different. Um, yeah. So, but it's just yeah. I think when people are deciding what they want to do, it always goes back to the first thing: communication. Learn to speak to people. Learn to speak to your patients. That way, you learn how to do your basics in dentistry. Once you can get your basic work across the line, which you are fully competent with when you leave university, you can then start to understand what it is you like and don't like, and then you can kind of narrow down your fields of of right, you know, I only kind of want to do this part of dentistry or I kind of just want to focus on this and this, that, and the other and, and that kind of stuff, really. Mm. At some point, we're going to have to introduce now Priya to, to the, our audience for the people who you, are you, either you, listening or, what, or <laughs> viewing. Um, you, you, you let me know and she'll obviously kick me into the kitchen to undo the dishwasher and still retain the hearing behind me, right? <laughs> so oh, you let me know when you, want to, when you want to speak to the real brains of the operation. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, um, of all those CPDs, did you mention one in particular was a game changer for you? Actually, no. You know what? To be honest with you, I, I was really, I, I know you asked me this like ages ago, right? Um, there, there isn't really one that's been a game changer for me. Uh, and and um, I was thinking about this along with um, a question that came up on on one of the forums once of, you know, who's been the most influential for you? And, and I've got to be honest with you. The, the biggest influence uh, mainstay in my life is Priya because, um, like I said, not only does she set me up to be able to do what I want to do when I want to be able to do it, but I get to talk to her about all these courses because you, you know what it's like when these courses come out and you get this, like, FOMO, oh, I want to do this course, but I don't really know why I want to do it. I just want to do it, yeah? I've never had an all-on four case and um, and and any identitalist patients I've got, no one, no, yeah, no one can really afford to have it done. So is it really worth me doing it? But then part of me is torn, like, it's, it's Tony Redondo, man. Like, you can't turn it down. <laughs> I want to go. And, uh, and, and I'm like, uh, should I do it? Should I not? And, and so, you know, I, I get to speak to her and she just puts it in perspective for me and goes, you know, how useful is it going to be for you um, versus how much do you really just want to do it for shits and giggles and just go have a laugh at Cal in Sydney um, and, and, and things like that, right? So... And I find that's been really influential to help me narrow down my focus because, you know, sometimes a lot of the times I'll get courses that come out of left field and she's like, why? Like, it makes no sense. It's not really part of your skill set and you're you're going to offer it once every 20 years. What's the point? And it's kind of a good cold bucket of water over your head to make you realize, hey, actually, it's just, you know it's a waste of time right and so that's helped me keep focus um and not like dawdle too much and and waste my time but also like i said i've just from the beginning i've been surrounded by um by just fantastic fantastic dentists i've been i've been lucky especially when i was young and very um, naive that the people that i met really they were the right people they were nice they um they led me the right way 
it started with um, a couple of demonstrators at, at university and then my first boss, uh, Amin Gavani, he was my VT trainer. Uh, this guy was just brilliant. Um, you know, he, he, he was just like, look, at the end of the day, just do good work. Don't worry about anything else. Everything else will follow. Uh, and that was a philosophy that I, I've always tried to stick by. Um, and, and that's led me really, really well. My brother-in-law has always, um, always been useful. Uh, he's always stood by me uh, and helped me through thick and thin. So that, that's always, always been good. Um, and then Priya would be next on that list because obviously that's when, when I met her chronologically. Um, I, uh, there was my first, my first uh, I call him my boss. He, he, he was an associate at the practice. He used to own it before he sold it. Uh, and um, him and the practice manager at, um, uh, at this practice in the UK, in my first private practice, they taught me how to move away from NHS and start treating private patients. Uh, and a lot of lessons learned, learned there. And again, it was fantastic because he was into taking teeth out and placing implants. I used to do IV sedation. So he'd call me and go, yeah, you sedate the patient and I'll place the implants. And so, you know, that, that, was, that, that was fantastic. But then when we moved over here, uh, again, <clears throat> we, we were really lucky. Graham at East Melbourne, he, um, he was fantastic. He, his first line to me was, don't copy what I do, just, just <laughs> don't. <laughs> and I was like, all right, then, fair enough. Uh, but he, he just left me alone to, to get on with my work. And if I had questions, um, yeah, yeah, you know, I could run and buy him uh, and whatnot. But he was literally like, don't annoy the patients, uh, be sensible. And that was it. And I, I, I was there for six years, my longest job position. But I, I managed to grow a lot there because I had the time to do courses. He let me go and do things and whatnot. Um, I learned Sarek there uh, because he had the system and, and he let me let me loose on it. But like I said, I'm like I'm like some bosses who just stifled you and whatnot. He just left me alone and said, "Just go do what you want." Um, and I wasn't one of these associates that I, I want a brand of composite and I'm only going to use it once. Or yeah, you know, I'm not into that kind of stuff. I'm just like I like simple things. Um, and he, you know, I was a bit of a diva. That's the line. But yeah, I was a bit of a diva and you'd have to pull me into line every now and again. But he just left me alone, which is just fantastic, um, which is great, and I really loved it there. It was nice. Um, and then uh, since I've had my own practice, I've been lucky to be surrounded by, like I said, Priya, Fadi, Namu. And then there, there's obviously, um, obviously you, you all know Kalyan Boraganti, who's a good friend of mine. And um, I, I run a, a lot of pretty much all of my implant stuff through him. Um, and, and it's great to, to have him as, as um, this will be the only second time that will be heard in public and never again, but as my <laughs> best friend, um, because uh, just, you know what? It's he's such a lovely person. This guy, uh, nothing's ever too much trouble, and um, and it's nice to have that backup with your with your cases and things. And you can always run things by him. And and again, we have the same philosophy. So, you know, you're not you're not torn by like, huh, am I doing the wrong thing? This guy's thinking completely different to me. Um, uh, and so that's always nice. And, and again, luckily, I, I work near a guy called Andrew Chow. Andrew Chow. And um, again, as everyone knows, this guy is just just so lovely. Uh, and again, nothing too much trouble for him. Uh, and you know, and, and from uh, from other people such as like uh, Lawrence, Steve Tiang, Howard Yeen, and uh, James Yap in, in in Singapore and whatnot. These guys, I've just been so lucky to be surrounded by these guys and talk to them that I, I learn something every time. Uh, and and I feel that that's the most important CPD that I get, um, non-scientific, which is basically just you have a chit-chat, you have a laugh, you run something through these guys, and you're like, wow. You know, and Andrew Thorpe as well. Like, the, the, it's, the, there's so many guys that, that are out there that, that, I, that I talk to, and you learn so much from these guys. Mm. Um, and, and so, yeah. And they're all genuinely lovely people. They all want you to do well. Which is yeah. which is a big change from where I came from, um, uh, and uh, and and yeah, and then it's thanks to all of these people I feel that uh, that 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 is where um, I, I've learned all, all you know all, all of all of my things. You know, even even Tiff Koreshi in the UK, um, yeah, I, I chat to him every now and again, and you, you you pick up these little little hints and tips, uh, and it just solidifies that. Right, what I've learned over these years is correct, and I'm going the right way. Mm. Mind you, that's all I can tell you now. You're doing it completely wrong. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> 
I will say one thing good about a podcast is that it's recorded for eternity. So you know, once it's out there, they can always refer back. Hey, to we, it. we can we can edit that bit. I might have you know, it's a bit late for me. You know, <laughs> I'm a bit delirious past my bedtime. <laughs> if he watches the video, he might think you're tearing up whilst you were saying it too. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. This isn't. I thought it was just a podcast, man. This is how backwards I am. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's 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 a bit like I'm definitely not tearing up, man. I hate the guy. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, um, one thing a lot of graduates want is mentoring and you kind of alluded to it, you know, people interpret that differently. Some people want to be held by the hand, want to be checked in once in a while and some people want to be on the wall. You've mentioned yourself, you pref- you know, you, you like the fact that, you know, you'll be checked in once in a while. So, you know, what are your thoughts to recent graduates or associates who are looking for mentoring? Uh, look, um, I, I think, uh, I, again, so, something I've talked about previously is... I really, I really um, envy the vocational training scheme in the UK because you're pretty much handheld. You have a mentor there who will handhold you through your your day. You know, I, I remember asking stupid questions like, "I can't get this matrix band on." Like, what am I doing wrong? You know, <laughs> or like, uh, "Hey, look, I'm really struggling trying to trying to prep this part of the tooth. What what kind of angle am I you know, needing to do?" I used to ask dumb questions like that. Um, but it was great to not be judged. I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, go back to the room and go, man. What did I hire? Um, but, like, <laughs> but um, like you know, it, it was great. It was great uh, to, to be able to have that, right? And now, I, I, I roughly wasn't the most confident person out out of the box because uh, obviously I, I wanted all of that. And and I'm sure there are different dentists out there who are just gung ho, going, yeah, man, I know everything. I, I'm off and I'm great, and off I go. And and kudos to him right at the end of the day i, I wish i had that uh, back then i'd be a lot further along uh, than i am now um but like look in terms of mentoring I, I do the problem is 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 making sure you get the right mentor one who who understands what is required of a mentor for the student that they have yeah um because again not everyone matches everyone at the end of the day uh and it's all well, you, you kind of have to be careful about, um, so you know how I've been talking about this is my philosophy and whatnot. It's all well and good having this philosophy. Mm. I can't shove it down my dentist's throat. You know, it, it may not be theirs. It may not, it may not be for them, right? Um, and I look, I, I remember having dentists who are like, no, I just want to do 10, 10 veneers. That's all I want to do. And I'm like, you know, that, that's kind of my thing. And I'm like, you're like two years out, years really not your thing you just you haven't got the experience but look if that's really what you want to do i can't help you i can teach you some of the stuff but um you know it's 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 not something i can do and you have to learn to understand that at that point right okay this it's not right for them for that person to learn from you because it's not how they want to learn um but i think uh i i think definitely we do miss that over here when i when i look at the new grads that they're not confident in certain things, um, uh, in certain basic aspects of dentistry. Uh, and you're kind of like, wow, was I like that back then? Well, mind you, obviously, I'm like 18, 20 years in, so I forget. <laughs> the memory forgets all the bad stuff. Like, yeah, I was great when you came out. Um, <laughs> but, uh, like, I think, I think um, definitely, yeah, it's always nice for new grads to have mentors, to have people look over your work. Yeah, your notes, every, every little thing. Because at the end of the day, I, I know I, I made a few clangers and I was like, right, well, how do I how do I get out of this? How do I explain this to the patient? And it's nice having a supportive boss to come in and go, right, let me take over a little bit here because you kind of need some help here. Yeah. Uh, or other times, you know, you look over some work and you can kind of see that they're stepping themselves into trouble. They just haven't realized. And they're not too far in. It's great. It's recoverable. Just give them the hint and they, they'll see it for themselves. So yeah, I I definitely think mentorship is 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 great. It's just means different things to different people at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah but you've got to have time to do it. Like you know, one of my one of my uh, younger dentists sent me a, a case last night, and she's like, "Yeah, can I have it planned for Friday morning, please? I got to see the patient." And I'm like, and thanks. How am I going to do this? <laughs> but luckily, we all got it done. Quick phone call in the car this morning, and uh, and yeah, we sorted it out. Oh, that's great. So have there any have there been any struggles that you haven't mentioned already in your journey um, that some of our viewers might not have known about? Um, I, I'm, I'm sure there have been struggles. I just like in, in what kind of way, I suppose. It, uh, what, what do you reckon? 
I mean, it could go anyway. I guess yeah, you could. I mean, I think you've mentioned some of the clinical aspects. You've mentioned some of the um, transitions um, coming here. Um, how about the fact that you know juggling being a super dentist slash owner slash husband slash father to three kids all at the same time? Honestly, this is the bit where you really want to meet my wife. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I am literally all of that can be summed up in one word, right? Like uh, as glory or two words glorified associate that is me Priya does all of that like it she she runs the businesses runs the house you know looks after the children the schooling the whole lot make makes my lunch I get my lunch made every day it's fantastic bam you're living the life <laughs> oh man back before I used to get dinner and breakfast for you yeah, no, um I take what uh, you can yeah. have right take it Take, take what you can get. Exactly, exactly. Um, uh, look, it's it's a lot of juggle, but both Pierre and I are kind of, we, we like to, we're active. We like to get things done. We're, we're always busy. And we're surrounded by people who are similar as well um, of that mentality that, that we are, that we're just always busy. We don't just sit down and go, right, I'm going to do jack shit now. I'm done. There's always, even if we try that, uh, we've tried that and, you know, Two days later, we're like getting antsy, going, "No, we need to do something." Uh, and so, so yeah, that's um, that's kind of that's kind of us, really. So, I think that that's kind of how we manage things. We just get your head down and plow through. But I suppose that that was the mentality our parents kind of instilled in us, and um, and uh, you know, that's kind of how we were trained on the NHS as well. That you know, just you got forty patients to see in a day. There ain't no complaining. Just get on with it. Get it done. And, and and that was pretty much it, really. So uh, I think I think having having had that time where you know the time that we came from um, twenty odd years ago, that that was just what life was, and you know that was what was expected of you, basically. And I think that's kind of just built us into into who we were. Mm. Oh, sorry, who we are. All right. So one one thing that really gave me a kick up the backside um, was back in the UK, uh, we had to market and web, do the website for our, our squat practice and there was you got these private dentistry awards and there was a, a practice who um when i worked for my brother-in-law they wiped they wiped the floor with us with all these awards now these awards are i, I don't know i won't go into them too much but um the the following i think the following month the the private dentistry magazine did a an article on this particular dentist brother um, who did, who did, he's a doctor. He, he, he graduated, but didn't want to do medicine. What he liked, like Priya was into business and whatnot. And he went into website designs for dentists and whatnot and marketing. And we met him and this guy, he, he you know, he, he decided to work with us and, um, he just gave me a real good kick up the ass about communicating and, and talking to people and getting my plans across the line and things like that. And, the biggest thing I used to find was every couple of months he'd call me to catch up and go right, you know, how, how how's your numbers tracking? How, you know, number of new patients, all that kind of stuff. But he'd give me, we'd sit and chat for about ten minutes, and he'd give me so much motivation. Uh, and it, and it was literally like just going communication uh, communication course. I was just motivated after talking to this guy. He's just Mister Positive, and and I, I got to admit that was a turning point. Uh, at which point I was like, right, I've really got to. Um, Really got to improve how, how I how I come across and, and whatnot, and, and that that helped me improve as well. So mm. um, yeah, uh, I think that that was that was a good turning point for me. Hey guys, just dropping in to let you all know to keep your eyes out for your email inboxes as we are giving fifty dollar vouchers for any CPD junkie ticketed courses. Promos planned for two weeks, starting on the sixteenth of June until the thirtieth of June. Let's check it out. Yeah, can you share what your uh, what you hope your ideal clinical day or non-clinical day might look like in five years' time, and how you want to do to get there? I really want to say retirement. <laughs> Sorry, retirement. I said I really want to say retirement. Um, that's my that's my constant thing every morning. I want to retire. Um, <laughs> no, no. Look, my ideal day. I, actually, you know what? I'm not far from my ideal day. To be honest with you, um, like I said, everyone's managed to set me up to to pretty close to where I want um at the moment it's a couple of serex a day um along with say maybe um thrown in between uh you know doing a diagnostic wax up or or you know sort of planning planning for implant work 
um, and and then in between all of that, you know, just whatever's left over, fillings or uh, a bit of Botox or fillers or stuff like that. You know, uh, going into going into my hygiene room, and um, and you know, having my wonderful therapists Tara and Victoria. You know, just they, they've prepped the patients, they've done everything, they've pretty much done the checkups. I just go in and just chit chat with the patient, really. Uh, you know, other days would be it'd be nice to do, you know, you know a, an implant and, and whatnot, and an implant or two, uh, or a bit of a rehab case, things like that. I generally tend to do longer appointments, so you know, um, if I, I'll find like a nice day is just one patient in the morning, one patient in the afternoon, like and not like for twenty minutes, but like you know, <laughs> the whole morning yeah. <laughs> or the yeah. whole afternoon. Um, and, and I like those because you you just getting on with one thing you're concentrating on one thing you pretty much shut the door you tell you tell staff not to disturb you and just that's pretty much it really uh, and and off you go and 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 that's it but um i look i, I like i like chopping and changing I, i'm always whinging about things but you know I, I like chopping and changing it's i don't mind whatever whatever comes <laughs> as long as it's not wisdom teeth extraction i'm not doing that stuff <laughs> <laughs> no that's fair enough I mean, on the point of wisdom, I mean, like, could you share some of your words of wisdom to your young? If you could share words of wisdom to your younger self, what would it be? What would it be? Um, oh wow. Okay. Uh, what what words of wisdom will we share prior to our younger selves? Definitely go and do a communication course. I can't hammer that home enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so much so that I, I try and do one every couple of years. Actually, uh, it's it's nice to be motivated uh, to have that. Um, keep learning yeah keep learning but keep learning different things uh don't be afraid to try things really um try new things uh obviously be sensible about things and surround try and surround yourself by by people who will grow you really at the end of the day um i suppose those are those are my those are my words of wisdom if you put me on the spot really if i if i'd uh, known that earlier i'd be a bit further ahead than where i am but to be honest with you i you know i do i you know I do talk to Priya about you know where we are. It, it's it's hard not to not to think. Oh, you know, could I have done better? Or, or you know, where where are we at? How how are we going? Have we done well and whatnot from where we came from? Mm. Um, and, and to be honest, with you, I think yeah. Look, we've done we've done quite well. We're, we're I've learned a lot from the people that I'm surrounded by, um, and, and I'm surrounded by. And the the gift that I've got is that I'm surrounded by. Um, by lovely people uh and who who look after me and they teach me yeah. and so yeah i think if if i could have had that earlier i'd be a bit further along the line mm -hmm. but hey you know i'm still relatively young in, in dentistry terms so <laughs> one thing i got out of that was um you know meet your wife early get marry her and just listen to her <laughs> like, everything she I, says is right that would have fast-tracked it no, a little no, bit quicker, eh? Let's be sensible now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that, that is true. That, that, that is true. Um, it, yeah. It, well, actually, I am pretty lucky. We, we did meet pretty early, um, and we did get on with things pretty early, didn't we? Uh, one of the things, yeah, we took, risks, we took our risks early on, but one of the things we got to do a lot, and I suppose this is the advantage of coming from the world's greatest city, London, um is the fact that you know being in london and europe and whatnot we did a lot of traveling very early on my, my dad took me traveling when i when i was um uh, very young and so i've always wanted to travel and priya and i just did a lot of traveling when we were younger before children before moving over and um i got that done thank before that. Yeah, yeah i really thank god for that actually <laughs> got that done before um before you know we got serious with like the businesses children and, and all and that kind career. of stuff careers yeah yeah that was it mm -hmm. so yeah that's another pro tip yeah do all your traveling early get it done you got to introduce her now <laughs> i'm going to introduce her now all right i'm going to hand it over to her for a moment you can chat to her and i'll be back in a bit so this is priya so lawrence uh, hi lawrence how are you good thank you hi priya it's lovely nice to meet you <laughs> nice to meet you too um, I mean, look, hey, I guess we're kind of wrapping up with most of the things, but I was going to say, you know, um, I was asking the community for questions. And the common question I got asked uh, was, was to ask about was the three-ply, four-ply tissues. I can't explain that. <laughs> could could oh. Ronak explain that? Three-ply, four-ply. 
Yeah, I'll get Ron to explain that one. I'll bring him back. Uh -oh. Hey, Ron, he, this one's for you. Um, the three-ply, four-ply tissue thing. Oh, three-ply, four-ply yeah. tissue. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, just a, it's just a running joke. For, I, I think we were, we were, um, we were looking for, we were looking for associates during the time when Howard Dean was making a joke about being charged for charging his mobile phone. <laughs> so at the time we were like, huh, you know, what what do we have that that that's different in a comical value? And so um, I'm pretty partial to luxury toilet tissue. <laughs> <laughs> Full play all the way, hey. That's it, I'll be that's sure it. to bring that for any future associates. Be sure to bring a a a, a six pack of that. Actually, right? no, no, no. For any future associates, <laughs> I got to admit, only one associate out of all the associates I have met. Um, and all the potential dentists I've met, there's only one that came in and won me over within 30 seconds. And, and that was Namu. He walked in with a box of donuts and <laughs> no one has ever repeated this fact. I don't understand why. Yeah. Um, uh, and I'm, I'm like, all right, you're hired. <laughs> and that was it. Do you and have so, a favorite preferred donut? Uh, I, I like Krispy Kreme standard glaze, actually. There, that's the nicest one. <laughs> There we go. For, so for anyone that's coming to observe at your practice, make sure you bring a box of Krispy Kreme standard that, that, that's, that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> it. that's it. But the problem is the staff get to them before I do, so they devour the damn thing beforehand. So make sure you bring two trays. Make sure you bring two trays. No, no, uh, my staff are animals. Man. They, they'll, they'll eat them all. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a free-for-all. Like, it's announced all over. It's announced over the system. There's donuts. And literally everyone steps out of the room. It's like, Excuse me, I just need to just step out for a moment and everyone runs for it. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. Well, um, for Dr. Ron, uh, thank you for coming on the show today. Um, I'm sure we'll definitely get um, Priya on, on a future episode. Um, and then if you could let the people know how they could find you or what's kind of going on in your life. Yeah, definitely. Um, I suppose uh, to find me, obviously, just uh, I'm, I'm on. I'm on Facebook um, is the easiest thing. I'm, I'm learning Instagram at the moment. It's kind of a very painful journey. Uh, Fatty's banging his head against a brick wall trying to teach me. Um, then there's so, TikTok. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's not get there. Yeah, let's not get started. I can't deal with that. Priya tried to, Priya tried to do, do a TikTok during COVID and uh, that, that led to divorce. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. We won't share that. Yeah, yeah. We definitely won't be, won't be going into that. <laughs> otherwise um yeah that, that's that's pretty much it really otherwise what else is going on at the moment nothing much else we're just kind of just solidifying the practices making sure that everyone's happy that it's all working well and um and that they're growing which which they seem to be um the dentists all seem to be enjoying themselves so far i haven't you know made anyone cry yet <laughs> but, um it's all good look the, the thing for us is so long as everyone's enjoying themselves and they feel like they feel like they're getting value from us. Um, that's that's all we want, really. At the end of the day, we, we just want everyone to be to be happy that 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 you know we'll, that they're with us and that they feel like we're doing the right thing. If you like this episode, drop a comment below on your favorite part or leave a review. Don't forget to share it with your friends, and we'll see you in the next episode of CP Junkie Podcast.